Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. I am thrilled to introduce my special guest on today's episode, Kohila Suvis. Kohila is a mom, a math coach, and a behavioral interventionist. Her mission is to transform each student's relationship with math, help them understand the beauty of math, and to positively impact their lives. She truly believes that if given the right environment, all students can excel. So excited to have you and to talk about this amazing subject, Kohila. Let's dive Thank right you. in and, and talk about how this mission began. Can you share with our listeners how you, how you really created this mission for yourself? Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, it started when I was young because math was not easy for me or life wasn't. So as I started, you know, sitting in math class going, you know, you know, why everyone else is getting math and I'm not, right? So I started questioning, like, what, what am I doing wrong? And I started, you know, getting deeper and deeper. And then there was one teacher that I can point out, you know, everybody says there was one person that, you know, gives them a special attention or a little bit more. He was able to show me that. And then when he showed me one uh, equation, it worked out and I'm like okay if I try this again it, it should work right and then it became a game to me like you know figuring it out with this help and with me asking that question why am I not getting everyone else is getting there's something wrong here so it became a game and I started cracking I, I call it math codes because you know I started cracking the code of math and as I said it was very fun to, uh, and every time I landed on an answer it was um, as if I crack the code. That's what I felt like, very relieving, right? So it became a hobby of mine, an addiction. And also in that, during that time when, you know, as you know, every teenager goes through problems up and down, different problems in family and, you know, moving to Canada for me was a big change. So it gave me, like, it became a therapeutical uh, place for solving math. And when I got the answer to every question, it was like, okay, I can solve problems. If I can solve this problem, I can handle my life problems. So as I say, I have a little real passion for sharing that with other students and other people is because there is a therapeutical side of solving math problems. Mm, I love that. And you, you mentioned some really key things. The first thing I heard you say was this teacher who, who helped you, who you remember distinctly. Just yeah. having someone that sees you as capable and believes yeah. in you is so moving, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. That's what I wanted to be after seeing what, what uh, how it was so powerful for me at that time, you know, because nobody noticed you at school, right? When you're, unless you're getting really good grades and you're outstanding and you're extrovert, you know, you're in student council or something. But those quiet people like me, we don't get noticed in school unless we have great marks. And my marks weren't at that time good. But then this teacher noticed me, right? So it's a very, very special experience. And that's what I wanted to do for every one of the students I touched is to be that teacher. Because if mm. it wasn't for him, you know, I, during that time, math wouldn't have been able to help me because it did help me in real life problems because I was able to slow down my thinking and said, you know, if I could approach life like math, 
it can be solved, right? So there were a lot of problems, you know, growing up, you know, I had an alcoholic dad, so those things weren't very good, right? So there was a place where I can escape and use math as a therapy to, and if it wasn't for that teacher, I wouldn't have been able to get into a habit like that, right? So for sure, hard. for sure. And I, I love how you talk about making it a game and learning how to crack codes because it sounds like you took math and brought the fun to it. You know, how can I, if I can achieve this, how can I achieve more? How can I crack these codes and those codes? And when you bring fun to learning, yes. doesn't it make a big difference? Yes, it is. It is what I do every day for my students. You know, we, you know, I don't talk about, you know, subtracting or adding. We're always like kicking people out. We are throwing them down. We need to get get rid of them from this equation. So it has to be something that we're just laughing along, right? Because if it's just like, okay, now we have to reciprocate this and we have to multiply this, it becomes like more of a job. Like, I don't want to make anything, like it has to be fun. The mm -hmm. name is the name of the game is fun. And as I was solving, I was telling myself stories, right? Because I wanted to remember these things later because, you know, I don't want to keep asking the teacher who was nice enough to teach me. So I would start say, telling stories. So when I moved this X person over here, this happened. So, so I started telling. So it was a mo and my my math code system is based on storytelling. It's about how we solve the X or the Y or whatever we're doing. There's a story that goes along with all of it. So that's how the fun comes in because whenever you have a story, you have to make it fun to stick, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and I just, as you're saying, you know, the storytelling, I could just imagine what some students might come up with as far as, you know, their stories to tell about the X and the Y. Yeah. But, you know, before we dive into the students that you're um, working with, when did so you you came through this you know this beautiful math teacher that really made a difference in your life and when talk a little bit about when you realized there was a different way to support these struggling students in math because you were a teacher for a number of years in traditional yeah. teaching ways correct yes exactly so i started off you know um people i was helping my nieces and people noticed that they were doing really well with their math courses so our, you know neighbors and their friends started asking you know can you help our kids too right so it became like a little tutoring business where i started helping a couple of kids right and then they all started doing well because one of the things that i realized when i learned math is how to make it fun that storytelling and take the scariness out of math right because everybody's afraid of math when it comes to it they look at it as i don't get it or i need to be born with it so i kept telling them my story like if you looked at me like you know seven years ago you would have never thought i could do math right so there's the thing that you have to overcome there was a mindset piece that i was kept working with then i said okay i needed to go into schools this is you know I love doing this I want to be that teacher when I went into the traditional schooling system you know I noticed that you know I wasn't able to help as I was helping in my tutoring outside of school because um, the reason is this classes are big you know we have a curriculum to deliver I know like you know 26 of my students may be missing gaps but I would as a teacher would have never have the opportunity to you know sit down and go over those gaps with them and then I'm just teaching on top of that knowing there's a missing gap right so it's a it's a it's a kind of that curriculum driven aim to the middle kind of teaching which wasn't sitting with me right every day i felt like i'm keep you know failing kids or moving them backward than forward and which is not what i assigned to do right so it wasn't working for me so and during also one little 
part of that. Uh, I also worked with a lot of special needs uh, students as a behavior interventionist, and I was teaching math to them. To, uh, I think through teaching to them, I noticed how I needed to make every single step of math into like, you know, maybe 10 or 20 different steps before I can move on to the next step. You know what I mean? Like I had mm -hmm. to break it down further and further. So what, which enabled me to even define and, you know, get really in tune with my math codes and those codes that I've created when I was young. So that allowed me by working with, you know, kids who had autism, who would not understand in one step, but I would expand it in 20 different ways of explaining it and make it fun, of course, because you have to have their attention, right? which is one of the things that, you know, you have to make sure you capture them. So that storytelling comes back. So I kind of, what I did during those time is kept, you know, modifying, defining it and making it more of a system and a formula that could be delivered to many different, you know, students with the different abilities, different learning abilities. And then when I tried to apply that in school setting, it wasn't working because of the size of the classroom, as well as the distractions and then all the other drama that comes with, you know, being in a school setting, right? So I had to leave. And as I left that environment, what I noticed uh, on top of it is that people who came to me, students who came to me at that time, they were really struggling with their mindset. It wasn't numbers that I had to begin working with them. It was about, okay, you know, getting them to understand that math is not something you have to be born with. It's not. It's not genetics. If, if your parents didn't do well, it doesn't mean you can't do well. You know, like that kind of mindset work. Mm -hmm. I was working a lot of it with them before I could even jump into math. And the number part and when I worked on the mindset the number just came easy to them they're like yeah now I get it I, I, I know why I'm struggling because I missed something in grade two now in grade 10 th that is being built upon and I can't do grade 10 because the grade two stuff is missing so I would always point out to them why they're struggling more than just telling them okay this is what you need to learn right so I always go with the why and the how and the what that made like the holistic way of looking at everything and people students started like really flourishing and they you know they were even impressed like you know how can I do this and they're like is that it that's it and we <laughs> I would always get they would always say and when I when I hear them say like is that it that's it I'm like yes I got it we got this <laughs> you know that's, that's what I feel so powerful that the system is working so over the 21 years I've been you know constantly like I'm never going to be done with my formula I, I don't think because every day I learn if I sit with the students you know you learn new things from them right they'll teach you so yes. my system is made uh, for them for my students or anyone who's struggling in math but by working with them so it's made for them by working with them so they taught me so many different ways to enhance that formula right it's like you can't sometimes we produce something and then we just deliver it but it doesn't really quite work because you have to do the testing but this formula has been tested and built with the students so that's where the the magic is in the formula. absolutely and the magic it does come through through students you're absolutely right i think that's such a beautiful way to look at it in in so many ways we learn so many things from kids right mm -hmm. they're our greatest teachers so just as you're their greatest teacher too in terms of you know this math that you are really supporting so many with let me ask you another question yeah. um i want to hone in on confidence yes. because you know you mentioned mindset and a lot of times they're struggling with mindset and the mindset can really be just no confidence whatsoever 
And once a student perhaps has no confidence that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I can never do this, I don't have math knowledge, you know, whatever their, their thoughts are obviously creating that mindset, the confidence becomes a place to start. So talk about how you help a student build a greater mindset. I mean, is it still the why, how, and what? Or is there some dissection that goes into play in terms of understanding how they got here in terms yeah. of their confidence, the negative focus of I'm not a good student or I'm not a good math student, whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. First, one of the things I do with them is rewrite their story, right? Because mm-hmm. we all have our own stories, right? You know, and I talk about how I made up stories when I was sitting in those math classes myself, and I would share with them funny stories and, you know, how I would pretend to the teacher, like I'm getting it. I wouldn't have eye contact with the teacher because if I did, then he'll pick me for an answer and then that'll show him I don't get it. So I'll actually connect with the students as whatever your stories you're telling trust me, you and me and others are saying the same story. So we're all the same. So that's the number one thing for them to understand that they're not like isolatedly, you know, thinking about the situation. They're all part of this same thing. And then starts with that we're in a system that was built. Our education system was made, created long time ago for a different purpose. And we're taking our students through a system that is, uh, uh, you know, not allowing them to see what is the purpose of learning certain things. Like we're learning trigonometry and they're like, why am I learning this? When am I going to use this? I don't see myself using this. Why do I need to learn? Right. So no one's ever able to answer that for them other than say it's your curriculum you have to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. So and then I go into telling them how important math is in terms of, you know, development of your brain. It actually creates, you know, synapses and neurons that's going to make you a better problem solver, which is one of the greatest thing about learning math it doesn't matter you're going to use it or not and I, I always tell them honestly you you will not be afraid of any situation when it comes because you're going to stand there going okay let me systematically think about this how am I going to tackle this problem because you've done it enough time in math with other situations right so that that kind of idea of you know problems solving is very important that's why we learn so I kind of go into a lot of whys with them why we're learning math and why are you in this situation and how did these stories come into your mind? Like, why did you start saying, I can't do this? Because mm-hmm. then they'll say like, oh, my parents said they never was good at math. We always joke around and say, you should be not good at math too, because you're not born with it. That's one of the things I hear a lot. <laughs> and then I tell parents that, see where that comes from? Because we don't think about it, right? We kind of jokingly say to them in conversation, uh, yeah, I sucked at math too. But then they carry that as if it's their own uh, destiny as well right so then to answer your question a lot of it is the why and the how but also connecting them to understand that everybody is struggling and then also understanding why some kids are able to do and why are you not able to do right because that's a comparison that every student does in a classroom you know sitting beside someone who's really getting the math and sitting there going okay I'm not getting and constantly making that story I must be dumb right because they mm-hmm. say lot I hate math I'm dumb and I I will never get it is what they come to me and then they say at you know after working with them two to three months they'll say that's it now I know how to do it I know where to go how to figure it out you know the language will start changing right so you replace with you know their language starts saying it's not like I'm really good now I can do everything it's not like that they know how to right because you've been I trained them to think about the how Mm -hmm. and the why behind it 
I, I think that's beautiful. And it, it does become a self-fulfilling prophecy when we allow a student to sit in the, in the you know, lack of confidence and the, I'm not good enough to be able to do this, or they weren't good at math, so I'm not good either. And they just continue with that thought process. So it's a beautiful gift as well that you offer these students to, as you said, you know, systematically think about this and create stories around uh, problem solving. And yeah. as you're talking, I'm thinking about the systematically, um, the systematic process of solving all problems because, as you said, it, it, it can work in life. And really, when you think about word problems and math problems are like word problems, that's yes. life. Yes. So I never really thought about it that way until you shared that with me, that you know, it's a systematic process to break down life problems like word problems. Yes, exactly. Let me give you an example of something that happened to me uh, last July. My ex-husband got sick and my uh, and they put him on life support because he had a, a massive heart attack. And I have a son who was 12 at that time, right? So we kept going to this hospital, seeing him, you know, on these fully equipped with wires, right? Mm. So, and I had the, um, I had never dealt with anyone dying close to me. So I had to on, on, you know, between the drive from the hospital and home, I had to come up with how I'm going to comfort my son and look strong and systematically, you know, think about something. So I put my, you know, aside my feelings because sometimes our feelings can take over. Right. But what I, why I share this story is really important how my son responded to what I told him. So I, I, on our drive home, I said, you know, my son to my son, there's like six things that can happen, you know, Jay to your dad. And one of those things will happen because that's how life is. We can't solve, you know, we can't avoid that. So then I started with the, you know, beautiful side of him walking away from the hospital and him going on a vacation with his dad. And the sixth choice that I gave him was he's not going to make it out their life, you know. So I went through it one by one. Every one of them, I gave him, you know, the why and the how behind it and how he has to take that accept that choice if it's if it's made it's not our choice it's going to be made you know there's a power more than all of us right so and at the end you know he was kind of crying and I let him cry because he needs to cry cry you know whatever he's feeling and then he said I want to have a time to myself I said okay and we left it and then the following day or the day after we're driving back to the hospital to see him again and I kind of looked, I guess, sad or maybe not was as upbeat as I normally am. And he said, Mom, are you okay? And, and then I said, yeah, I'm just kind of thinking about, you know, what might happen or whatever. And he says, Mom, you know what? One of the six things will happen. <laughs> oh, I love it. He was listening to everything you said. Oh, my gosh. So one of the six things will happen. Don't worry. We yeah. just have to accept it. So I, I just share that story because I just, I mean, I had never had anyone, my mom in everyone's life. So I have never gone through that. You know, when you have to take that in the moment, come up with something. I said, if it was a systematic math equation, what would I say? What would I do? I would look at all the ways to solve this, right? So what are the outcomes here, right? And then I went with the beautiful one to the bad one. And he really went well with it. So that's why I'm saying math is so beautiful. If you think about it, that knowledge only came from me solving. That was a problem in my life at that point, right? That moment was, it's mm -hmm. a big problem. And I needed to comfort him. And that not only I comforted him, I gave him a way of systematically thinking about it, right? He wasn't crying after that. He wasn't, he knew one of the things, six things will happen. But at the same time, what I love about that story is you were honest in sharing yes. all six things because 
many problems do have many outcomes, you know, some better than others. So that's, I think that's lessons for all of us to learn, you know, from you is how we can really make every problem in our life a systematic, you know, uh, equation, so to speak. And many different outcomes can be shared both with ourselves as well as our loved ones and, of course, our children. I, I think that is an incredible opportunity for us to think differently about every problem we have in life. So thank you for giving us that gift of thinking differently about every problem. Thank you. I survived. I'm here like teaching all these students and helping them, you know, as one of those teachers did for me is because at that time, as they said, it was very therapeutical. This is one of the things that I want to bring out about math is instead of fearing it, how wonderful it would teach others to think about it. You know, it's just solving problems, right? Basically it's solving problems. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know that one of the things that you say is given the right environment, all students can excel. Those are your beautiful words. I'm just yes. repeating them. So tell, tell our listeners, because you have just shared an incredible amount of information. And, you know, I know myself, I, I'm thinking of problems so differently now. And not that I have enormous problems, but we all have problems in our lives. So I will forever think of them differently, thanks to you. But more importantly, can you uh, talk to our listeners about where they can find you to help their students? Where can they learn more about you? Um, um, they can learn more about at mathcodes.com. That's where my, all my you know, work is. And you know, we also have another website called successcodes.org. Uh, or mathcodes is my main page where they can book an appointment to talk about. I always give parents a, you know, a free uh, discovery meeting with them to even just to point out what's going on with their students and and I talk to the students especially in that meeting because I, I you know there's nothing more than just parents pushing students to come and see a coach like me or tutor out there right because it doesn't work when you're just pushing your kids to come see someone because they have to be ready. And when they do come to these meetings, there's no obligations. You know, they just come, we just talk about it. I just point out how it can be changed and it's not their fault. One of the things I say is that if you're struggling in math or anything in life, it's not your fault. In education, especially, it's not a, the student's fault because it's the person who have taught them who has not delivered it correctly. I always take that ownership as a teacher myself. It's an oath that I made. If my student is not getting it, then I'm not doing a good job. So how can I make it and how can I explain it? And that's why I say, you know, we also um, train other coaches to use my method. So in those, uh, you know, coaching, what I tell them is you can't just say this is the only way to solve a problem. There isn't. You have to on the spot, can you be able to share it in another way so that the student can understand, right? So you can't just take the owner, to, you know, put the ownership on the student. That sometimes happens a lot in our education, right? Where the, we always say you're not getting it. So it doesn't, you're not, you're not capable of it. It's not that way. It's the other way around. If you're not getting it, I'm not capable of explaining right. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but we don't see teachers walking around saying that very often. So the teacher who made a difference in your life, you're the one now making a difference for so many people and just holding up the mirror to how capable they are by helping them in such a beautiful way. Yes. I, I love what you've shared and really appreciate you highlighting this. And for all of our listeners, go to mathcodes.com, successcodes.org to find out more about how you can get help for your student and help move your student to excel. 
Thank you. But I want to add one more quick thing to your listeners is that um, why I say any, the right environment, the right environment is an environment where you're not judging your student, right? Even if you're going to work as a parent, you know, sometimes now with a lot of blended learning is happening at home, right? Even if you're not looking for a coach or a tutor, but you, you are working with your child, the most important thing is to provide that environment where they feel safe to make mistakes, safe to say, I don't understand this. Can you explain to me in another way? If we can provide that, you know, one of the ways you can do that is not be on top of them, teach, you know, from the top level, like you, you're lower than me. I'm always below my students when I'm teaching them. So I give them this opportunity of already a confident. It's a, it's a kind of an act you do in a way to create this confidence in them. Like, you know, Kohila, trust me, you know, she understands my ability. She's going to help me. So it's like almost like you have a safety net for them, right? And if they could feel it and understand that, that is the environment that they will start flourishing in any, any, any studies, but mm-hmm. math in my case. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise, your knowledge, your stories, and, and uh, where people can find out more about you. Thank you very, very much. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And remember, every moment is a new moment for conscious connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.